Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Uhura, its continuing mission to explore the Shackleton Expanse, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. I'm your game master, Elisa Pearl. Here are our players for today's mission. Hi, I'm Jara, and I'll be playing Captain Lucille Ball, who's a human raised on Vulcan by diplomat parents. I'm Grace, and I'll be Commander uh, Morris Etheret, your XO. This is Sue, and I'll be playing Commander Vanasha, a Cation science officer. This is Kennedy playing Lieutenant Commander Talij, Chief of Operations. This is Andy, and I'll be playing Lieutenant Nora, Chief of Security. The year is 2380. The crew of the USS Uhura has spent several months exploring the depths of the Shackleton Expanse. As a companion ship to the USS Venture, the USS Uhura has been tasked with priming the area for first contact. That is, gathering data on societies, gauging their readiness for warp capabilities, and passing that info along to the diplomatic ship, the USS Venture. For that reason, the USS Uhura is well-equipped with diplomatic suites and sensor arrays, and has done a, as thorough of a survey of this area as any ship before it has. And yet, the Shackleton Expanse still remains one of the most unexplored areas of this quadrant. Today, the crew of the USS Uhura has just dropped out of warp at an undisclosed location. The coordinates were given to your captain under very interesting directions. These orders from Starfleet came with instructions to investigate a disturbance between unidentified spacecraft reported by cargo ships associated with the Federation with little else information. Captain Lucille Ball, you find this a bit strange, especially because you have been tasked with mostly diplomatic missions. But after several months in the, the depths of the Shackleton Expanse, you also are finding a welcome change in this type of mission. I should also note that at the end of your Shackleton Expanse survey mission, as you reported back to Starbase Narendra Station and sent back all of your reports to headquarters, you also picked up a new crew member about a week ago, Commander Talij, a Klingon operations officer who is standing in as an interim chief of operations until you can find a more permanent replacement. And so with this newly assembled crew, you all jettison off and you now have arrived at this undisclosed location. And I will say, you will have picked up on just general scans that you are actually somewhere near the Typhon Expanse. So not too far from the Shackleton Expanse on the other side of Romulan space. This is where they've sent you. It's a bit strange, but here you are. As you drop out of war and arrive on the scene, here's what you see. Immediately, you notice you are in a debris field. In front of you, on the other side of you in the debris field, you see visible on your view screen a small rocky planet orbiting a standard star. Long-range scans of this planetoid 
show that it has a thin atmosphere suitable for humans and he most humanoids. It appears to be uninhabited, but you'd have to get closer to get a more detailed look at what else might be on this planetoid. Captain, what are your first impressions? What would you like to do? Something is off. I want to know what others are thinking before we make a hasty decision, but I'm certainly inclined to get a little closer to the planet and see what we see. Uh, Commander Ethrit looks out over the wide field of debris and goes, what a mess. Definitely looks like something bad happened. I'm just saying, that's a lot of garbage floating around in space. <laughs> I mean, do we want these people to join Starfleet if they can't keep their airspace clean? Hmm... Um, Commander Vanasha, um, are we picking up anything on the sensors? I would like to do a more detailed scan of the debris and see if I can determine its age and the cause of, I guess, the accident. Absolutely. All right. So first roll of the game. Yay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and this will be assisted by the USS Uhura. So we'll have our operations chief roll for the Uhura. I'll tell you what to roll in a second. Mm -hmm. But first, Vanasha, our science officer, Commander Vanasha. Um, this will be reason science. Difficulty is two. And yes, you will be assisted by the ship's sensors array. This will be a sensors science scan for the ship. I rolled two successes. All right. And the ship will roll 1d20. Sensors and science for the ship is 13 target number. So, Kennedy, go ahead, if you haven't already, roll that d20 for the ship and tell us what you got. 19. Okay, so no success from the ship, but we do have the two successes, so you've met the difficulty. And here's what you see, what these scans give you back, Vanasha. You're finding ship materials from, seems like, multiple shuttlecrafts. Uh, the size and shape of these do point towards shuttlecrafts. There are no Starfleet markings or signatures that you can recognize. And there are some unknown elements within the, the physical makeup of these pieces. And if you'd like to know more, you can... Oh, wait, you don't have momentum yet. You don't have momentum yet, so... Yeah, thanks, ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Captain, may I recommend we go to a yellow alert? It feels like this could be an unsafe situation. Agreed. Yellow alert. Okay. Uh, let's uh, get a closer look at the planet, uh, but not too close. Take us in slowly. Eliza, may I ask if, if I can kind of like shoot debris out of our way, or is that something that we need to do? Yeah, clear out the space garbage. <laughs> if you have your shields up then you should be fine. The size of debris won't uh, get past your shields. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. You take the ship forward. Where would you like to go? Uh, closer to the planet. Okay. Yeah, you take the ship through the debris field and clear it, and now you can get a clear view of this planetoid. As you get closer, you're getting close enough to enter an orbit around it. And once you're in orbit, what would you like to do? Um, I would like uh, to know if we can detect any life signs on the planet. Okay, that would be another or any sensor scan. Yep, another mm -hmm. sensor scan from from Vanasha and the sh the ship. So reason science, science. reasons science my specialty. Yes, and let's see. Do you have focuses? Not quite. That's all Not right. Really, no. So yes, difficulty here again is going to be two. 
and the ship will assist you with 1d20. I rolled two successes. All right. How did the ship do? The ship rolled an 18. Oh, no. <laughs> Again? <laughs> I got to give you some easy rolls. So I feel this is the yeah, ship. Let's get it better. This ship is grossly <laughs> under maintenance. <laughs> give us 18 episodes and we'll be there. That's yeah. what we get for not having an engineer. <laughs> I have to tell you that my D&D brain is going, what is everyone talking about? Those are great rolls. <laughs> yeah, it takes like some time to switch into STA numbers for sure. Okay. Captain, recommend a shipwide diagnostic. I can't work <laughs> under these conditions. It, um, I'm sorry, that's coming on Tuesday. <laughs> Is the engineer coming on Tuesday? <laughs> okay, so uh, you did have a successful scan here, though. And what you see in your scans are mountains and dried up rivers on the planetoid surface. You also are detecting a large unidentifiable structure, Vanasha, but no life signs. What do you make of this, Commander? Man, it's a uh, planet, all right. Um, <laughs> I think if it's an abandoned planet with a bunch of space trash floating around it, probably not in for the best time. Lieutenant Nora, do you have security concerns? Uh, very much so. I don't trust it. <laughs> okay. What would be uh, your proposed approach? I think we have to get a closer look at the structure, but I would recommend extreme caution. Yes, agreed. Um, C- Lieutenant Commander Talige, anything else we should take into consideration before we decide to send down an away team? Um, okay. Um, and just to review, we've scanned the ship. It, there's no life forms. It's just, or not the ship. We've scanned the, the planetoid. There's no life forms. It's just a rocky, rocky rock. Mm-hmm. Right. And a structure. And an abandoned a structure, structure made out of unknown materials. We should... Okay. And I'm going to jump. Even though we have scanned it and there's no life forms whatsoever, we should scan the alloys. Just, just I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go that direction. I didn't quite catch that. We should scan what? The alloys, like what the structure itself is made out of. We need to analyze. Okay. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's like made out of bones, we probably want to get out of here. <laughs> if it's like rocks, we're probably if good. If wild. it's any kind of organic material that's been like padded into bricks yeah. or clay, meat, meat then... castles are bad news, generally speaking. Meat Meat Castle, not the best start to any mission. If anything, that should be the right. end of your mission right there. Assuming that's my role again, because mm-hmm. um, it's scanning, I would also... Roll for Meat Castle, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I would also like to check if there is uh, any power source or EM field or any sort of sign that there is any kind of activity whatsoever coming from the structure or inside. Right. Okay, great. Any strange energies? Strange energies. Bad vibes. So I'm definitely getting bad vibes off of this planet. Um, Me too. I'm going to say it now. Let's test those bad vibes. Um, Let's get a vibe check. So this is going to be, once again, recent science using the ship's sensor science. And I'm also going to remind you, uh, difficulty two, I'm going to remind you that you can, even though you haven't gotten momentum yet, you can buy additional die by giving your game master threat as an option. Listen to her. 
Don't listen to if her. You, if you'd like another die to gain some momentum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a trap. Recommend we not go into the trap. <laughs> I already <laughs> have threat, though, so you'd just be giving me a little bit more. It's fine. <laughs> I feel, uh, Commander Vanasha, also you have several talents or focuses that could be applied to this type of thing. To scanning? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's nerd stuff. Didn't you uh, spend a lot of time building up your computer expertise at the academy? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it quite goes with scanning. Perhaps that's something that, like, the system itself can. Even though we don't have an engineer, like, there still can be modifications to the systems on like a, a user platform level, right? Like, maybe there's ways to bypass, or maybe we can use an NPC here. Like, where's the engineer at? Hello. Bridge to engineering. <laughs> what would you all we, like? We have not failed a scan. Okay. <laughs> Just calm down. What would you What would you like to do? <laughs> we need to scan the outside of the structure, see if we can find can, out can what it's made of. Someone call in Ensign Rick, the specialist in scanning. And we need <laughs> to find out if there is any power or EM field or any force field or yes, strange energies. Okay, same role. Um, I'm actually going to lower the difficulty because you are in orbit now. Uh, you don't have the obstacles that you had between you and the planet before. So difficulty one, reason science for Vanasha, and then science sensors for the ship. I rolled two successes. Okay. Um, uh, we're trying to go under? Mm-hmm. Under 13. Mm-hmm. That's 13 success. or under. Bing, 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 All right. Bing, 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 bing. Yes, and reminder that <laughs> if reminder that if you roll a one, that's a critical success, so you get two successes for that. Okay. Uh, and then if you use a focus, you can potentially get two successes up to a certain number. We'll get to that if it happens, when it happens. Okay, so uh, bank two momentum now, uh, because you got two successes over your difficulty number, uh, and that's a shared pool as a reminder, so any of you can use momentum at any time. Uh, to do things like buy an extra die or uh, do certain things uh, if we end up in combat. I don't know if we do, if we do, who knows. So (laughs) with that scan, Vanasha, uh, you see that, yes, there is an incredible amount of energy emanating from this structure. The structure itself is made of materials that are not your standard materials and I'm going to say now that you have momentum you can spend a point of momentum to cross reference those materials in the Starfleet database yes please all right go ahead and spend your momentum and after doing so on a hunch you plug those uh, the breakdown of these materials into the database and you're seeing that there's a certain structure that pops up, but the file is classified. Oh, that's not good, guys. We should get out of here. No, we should hack the file. At that point, two... Warren told me to do it. Two spots <laughs> of green energy oh, no. appear near oh, no. the debris field, and a shock of energy ripples through your ship from those green spots. Those green spots disappear, and in their place, two small ships appear, immediately exchanging in phaser fire. Exchanging phaser fire with each other? Yes. Uh, Lieutenant Nora, what's what's going on out there? Well, I recommend a red alert. Let's start yes. there. Red, red alert. Shields at maximum. Uh, I have a shot on both ships. 
but uh, they're not fighting us yet. They're fighting each other, so recommend hold. Um, are these ships warp capable? They appear to be very advanced, yes. They're... Um, can we try to hail them? Uh, I guess... Who, who should hail these? Us? Lieutenant Commander Talij? I guess, since I'm at the helm. Yeah, yeah, sure, I can do that. You? Um... Talij, as you start to hail these two ships, I want you to actually make an insight security role. Difficulty one. Success! Kapla! All right. <laughs> one success. Ooh. Kapla! Huh, two successes. <laughs> so bank one more momentum. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Having a different type of fun over here. So I'm new on the ship. I always get the wiggles when it's a new crew. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Talij, you have a feeling that you need to know exactly what those ships are before you hail them, before you do anything to them. You need more information before you can fulfill your captain's command. Uh, captain suggests a system-wide sensor sweep on these two vessels uh, because they are not interacting with us directly and based upon how they arrived at this point in space, it's unlike a method of propulsion I've ever seen before. Okay, life's short. <laughs> That's the best catchphrase I could come up with in half an hour. <laughs> and whenever I say it, I shrug. <laughs> what are you going to do? Life's short. I love that. That's so great. Okay, so. You want to live forever? Let's go. Uh, now, this is back to difficulty two. Same sensor role that we've been doing. Back to difficulty two because now you are outside of the debris field and these two ships are within it. So that interference makes it a bit more difficult. Difficulty two, reason science for Vanasha and sensor science for the ship. Ooh, one success for me. Okay. Come on, ship. One success for the ship. All right. So having met that difficulty for the scan... Vanasha, you're seeing two different ships. One is a rounder, flatter ship. The other is more triangular, pointed in shape. They both seem to be about the size of a runabout. And they are, in fact, yes, they do not seem to have noticed you. They are just engaged in phaser fire. And they're both taking a lot of damage, particularly the rounder, flatter ship. I don't like just sitting there and watching one of them get picked off. Folks, we don't. Is it possible to extend our uh, our shields to the other ship, the ship that's in trouble? Or Can we withstand the attack of the smaller ship? I mean, it's a shuttle, so hopefully, but it's advanced. Do we, yeah. Do we recognize the construction of either of them? Are we like that looks like a Vulcan ship, or that looks like a Romulan ship, or are they completely foreign to us? Because we Unknown. might not yeah, that's the have one. the right to interfere. I'm going to have Vanasha and Talij roll Insight Science for Vanasha and Insight Engineering for Talij. The difficulty is two. Um, Actually, Talij, not engineering, sorry, uh, security. Insight security for Talij. I rolled three successes. All right. And Talij, I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong difficulties. Difficulty one for you. Okay. I keep, I keep dropping my dice, guys. I'm trying not to make noise on the table, and they keep flying. Apologies. Um, make the noise. That's a good okay. noise I have, for this. So that was insight, and you said security? 
Yes. Two successes. Difficulty one. Okay, so you both, between the two of you, you banked two momentum between your two rolls, so now you're up to four. You all should keep count, by the way, just so you know how many you have to spend. So, Vinasha, with your three successes, you do kind of think the rounder, flatter one kind of does look like a Starfleet runabout, but there's something about its design that looks more sleek, more advanced. It's not the type of runabout you've seen before. And Talij, with your two successes and your lower difficulty, something clicks in your head. Something that you were prepared for. You kind of flip through your memory banks of when you were being briefed on your next mission. What did that ship look like? What did that person look like? And that ship that you saw a picture of and were not allowed to keep for security reasons kind of looks like that round runabout style ship. In fact, it looks a lot like it. Well, you, we should absolutely uh, intervene here, <laughs> particularly to protect the rounder, flatter ship. I'm inclined to agree, regardless of if it's Starfleet or not. Um, I'm not going to let one warp-capable ship pick off another one right in front of me. Um, would you recommend uh, that we still hold off hailing them, or are are we good to try to contact them, or should we go in and fire at them. I'm going to send threat, and you all see a huge piece of that rounder flatter ship break off in explosion from a particularly nasty hit from the other ship. It does not have much time. Alright, um, let's, uh, fire to take out weapon- the weapons on the other ship, uh, Lieutenant Nora. Okay. Um, what am I rolling here? Okay, so, weapons! Alright. So this is going to be Control, security, difficulty. Now, are you trying to get closer before you fire? Because right now you're at about medium range, just just outside of close range. Um, yeah, let's get into close okay. range. Okay. Yeah. If, so if you get a little closer, that will help cut the interference of the debris to make it a little bit easier mm-hmm. to target this ship. Uh, so now the difficulty goes down to one. It's not going to be that hard to hit this ship. Let's see how hardy it is. So go ahead and roll your control security. And then for the ship, you will roll weapons security. Difficulty is one. Okay. All right, 16. So I have to roll. I'm rolling two d20s, mm-hmm. and they have to be under 16. Mm-hmm. Or 16. Okay. It can be at or under. Okay, I have one success, one failure. Okay, so you only needed one success. How did the ship do? What was the ship rolling for again? The ship will roll weapon security. I have one success. All right, bank that extra momentum. And, oh, you know what? I just messed up the rules. I was supposed to make it difficulty two because you're targeting a system. That was my bad. It's fine. That's a freebie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll take it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And actually, you would have met it anyway, but still bank that momentum. So, yeah, you're able to target this. And now we roll damage. Uh, first damage oh. roll of the game. Yay. Yay. All right. So that's, what, 66s? If you use the phaser arrays, then that would have been 8d6s. I definitely meant phaser arrays as your <laughs> default first attack in Star Trek. Pretty, yeah, that, that's pretty standard. So, yeah, go ahead and roll 8d6s. I have the STA dice, if that makes it easier. Oh, it probably will make it easier to read them. So, yeah, you can go ahead and... So I'll roll. So first four is a blank, two deltas, and two explosions. So two deltas, two explosions. Second four 
is a blank, two deltas, and one explosion. Okay, so I'm counting... Four deltas, three explosions. Yeah, so seven total damage and three effects. Okay, so with that seven damage... Now, this other ship has also been taking damage from the runabout. Uh, not as much damage, but it's not. it was already not doing super duper well, so it takes a pretty big hit. Uh, you can tell that its shields are still up, but it does take some of that damage. Now, you didn't take out the weapon system, but you did seem, you do seem to have, like, knocked back this ship's ability to take more. Is it possible to extend our shields to the runabout? Is that something that's possible? Yeah. You'd have to get in a bit closer, but yeah. Captain, I recommend that we get closer and extend our shields to the damaged runabout. Life's short. (laughs) (laughs) About to get shorter. (laughs) Okay. So as you sidle up to the side of this ship that's kind of on its last legs, you get a hail. Oh, um, open a channel. Okay. On screen, a woman who's about 40 years old, chin length, dark haired bob with bangs, olive skin tone, comes on screen. She's wearing a blue uniform of some kind. And she says, thanks so much. Uh, You need to take them out. Uh, Oh God, they're heading, they're heading down there. And you see that the ship, the other ship has now turned its sights away from you both and is heading towards the planetoid. We cannot let them get down there. What's going on? I can tell you everything, but you need to take out that ship right now. Please trust me. I promise I will tell you everything. Awaiting your command, Captain. I would like to see if we can tractor the other ship. Okay. Yeah, that's a control engineering role with help from the ship. Uh, Would you like me to do that or? Yes. Okay, two successes. All right, great. And the ship will roll structure engineering. I have one success. All right, bank that momentum. I think you're up to five momentum right. now. Six, Does that sound right? Six. You're at six. Okay, good. More momentous. Momentous. What's the max? Six. Max. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. We're pushing it to the max. We have to spend momentum before we can earn more. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that something is going to happen where momentum can be handy for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're at a mysterious planet and mysterious people are telling me us to shoot mysterious ships, so. <laughs> yeah, and so you tractor this other triangular ship, stop it from moving, and it stops. It stops moving. You have it tractored. Can we warp the crew into the brig? Transport? Like it's transport? She transport, said what she yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to make it to the brig alive, but we could get them there. <laughs> You can. Uh, I'm just, I'm really just asking what's possible. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be another engineering role. Uh, this is not going to, okay. well, no, it will be assisted with the ships. Uh, I would say the ship's computers and engineering. And then. Okay. So, Captain, I would recommend we um, remove the crew from their ship and put them in the brig so they can be questioned. Uh, before we do that, what's the status of the survivor on the other ship? Is her life signs doing She's well? She's still on screen, and you can tell that she has taken some hits physically to herself. Uh, but she's, yeah, right. she's still on screen waiting for to see what you do. And the okay. triangular ship, I want to make sure, is stable in the tractor beam. It's not, like, about to have a mm-hmm. hull breach or a warp core explosion or anything. Seems, yeah, it seems like it's stable. Mm-hmm. Right. 
All right. Um, let's beam the people from the triangular ship uh, to the bridge. And how many are there? I won't have you roll for that. That's There's just one person on that ship. Okay. The person. Um, and uh, let's... Uh, ensure that uh, the other ship is, if the other ship is in a state that it is going to uh, structurally degrade significantly in the next few minutes, then let's also beam that person to sickbay. Uh, yes, I will say the runabout is looking structurally not good, and yeah. yeah. that's My priority is saving that person's life, so let, I first want to beam her to sickbay. Lower your shields if they were still up, and let's okay. go to... She says acknowledged, yeah. and she lowers her shields. So actually, we're not going to have you roll. You've already uh, successfully tractored this other ship. You've extended your shields to the runabout. You're uh, transporting her to where? To the med bay, you said? Uh, Okay. Uh, Both of those transfers are success. And now you have one person in the brig and one person in med bay. Okay, who's interviewing who here? I want the shady one. (laughs) Commander uh, Etheret, I'm uh, happy for you to pick the groups. Oh, sick, yes. Um, mm, uh, mm. Nora, how about you talk to our friend down in the brig, Lieutenant Commander Talij, I'd say, have a word with our friend Sickbay, assuming they're a friend. Do you want to go with one of them? I feel like I should, I'm just trying to figure out which. I'm talking to buy myself time to think here. All right, I'll go down to the brig, that seems more interesting. All right, um, I'm going to come to Sick Bay, and uh, Commander Vanasha, you have the bridge all by yourself. She can handle it. Have Got fun. It. She's exuding confidence. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay, uh, so where where are you going, Captain? I am going with Lieutenant Commander Talij to Sick Bay. Okay, so we'll start with that first. We'll follow that scene first. So, yep, you all head down to Sick Bay. The doors open and you enter uh, and you see your doctor, Dr. Kortar, a Klingon, tending to this woman who you beamed over. Well, um, I'm glad that you're okay, um, but um, it's it seems to be urgent that uh, you tell us what's going on. I uh, don't take kindly to being pulled into the middle of something and asked to kill someone I've never met before. Uh, understandable. I will need to tell you this in a secure location. Oh, very well. Can we go into, like, the doctor's office and shut the door? Cortar says, yes, just don't touch anything, please, Captain. Respectfully. I'm working on some projects in there. Of course. Captain, uh, I, I doc- request permission to attend. What is your name? I'm asking the person. She considers whether to answer you. That's classified as well. I need to talk to you in a secure location. Do you have any objections to Lieutenant Commander Tillich joining us? If it's necessary, then no. I just... It's necessary. All right, then. And Dr. Kortar finishes with the tricorder, uh, patching her up. She had a head wound, but he heals it up. And he says, all right, she's ready to be interrogated. And... Well... He leads you over to his right. office door, opens it for you, and you enter. All right. Go ahead. My name is Commander Nadia Persoff. I was sent to this time period to stop a faction from taking advantage of a temporal entity. I need to secure it and find it a location where it won't be found and used for nefarious purposes. 
the entity is on that planetoid. And that ship, I'm glad you stopped it, but I would have preferred if you had just taken it out. You have to understand that this all seems a little hard to believe in the moment. That's why I needed a secure location to tell you. I understand that this time period you do not have a Department of Temporal Investigations. Is that who you work for? Yes. And this faction, does it have a name? Oh, oh, the other ship? Yes. Well, they go by many names. The Strata is probably their best known name. And this temporal being, you said? It's a life form? Uh, Not exactly. It is sentient. uh, But it was constructed by someone, we're not sure who, many millennia, billions of years ago, potentially. In other timelines, the strata was able to use this entity for its own purposes, changing the timeline, winning the temporal Cold War. And we have found that if we can come back to this time and stop them and move this entity to a safe location, we can stop them from accessing it. Hmm. Can I roll to see if I believe her? Like if I detect that she's trying to deceive me in any way? Absolutely. Yeah. And I have a psychology focus. Oh, yeah. That is helpful. Absolutely. Okay, so go ahead and roll insight command. Difficulty is two. (laughs) Okay. And Talish, I'm going to have you roll insight security. Difficulty one. I only got one success. As did I. You, Captain, with your... So you needed two successes to really believe this woman. So you're not sure. You're not sure what to believe here. But Talij, you only needed one success and you got it. You know this person. You never met her. But she was in that file. That file that you were told to memorize before you were sent on your next mission. So you know exactly who this is. And you know that everything she has said is as you learned it happened. Captain, I I may have a confession to make. Go ahead. I, too, am not from this time period. I was sent here from the future to investigate and interfere with this very moment. And when Commander Persoff tells you that we need to protect this entity, it is absolutely crucial that this entity is protected. The very stake of our existence in this time frame depends upon it. Okay. Well, um... That's good to know. I guess, uh, glad that you told me. Um, I would have preferred knowing when you joined us a week ago, but I understand Starfleet and all their protocols around temporal shenanigans. It's true, Captain. My Very apologies. Well. If I had told you there was a risk that it wouldn't have happened. Our, and so I assume that this temporal entity is, um, in or part of the structure that we saw on the planet. Is that correct? It is the structure, Captain. Persov? Okay. So, you're suggesting that we need to go down there? Let's, uh, first of all, just uh, wait and hear what uh, Commander Etherid and Lieutenant Nora hear back from our other Agreed. guest. Um, I hope you don't mind. Uh, we uh, The doctor can find you quarters, and uh, we will uh, go back to the bridge. Of course. Thank you. Um, she looks at you and locks eyes with you to leave and says, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you both. And we'll transfer. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I've been sitting on it. Feels good. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we transfer over to the brig. Ethrit. I approach the cell wall and look at our prisoner and go, so what's your story? I would like to stand behind uh, Lieutenant Ethrit and looking... Uh, 
very stern and intimidating. Yes. And cross my ha- arms across my chest, and I'm on his backup woman. Nice. Lieutenant, you are hovering. <laughs> my just, apologies. Just give me like half a foot here. <laughs> uh, I'll take a step back. Okay. Okay. Just, I'm kind of taking the lead here. Yes. So, what's your story? So, through the containment energy field of the brig cell, you see a 40-something balding man with a big bushy beard. Um, He's wearing what looks like fatigues, but has like a silver threading to them. Uh, He does not make eye contact at first. Uh, He's hunched over with his elbows on his knees, and he says, I don't have to tell you anything. Don't, but also you don't have to eat, sleep, or function, or not you know, have to sit in your cell while we make loud noises out here. I'm just saying, common courtesy. We did pull you out of a ship that was about to explode. Yeah, it was about to explode. You should have left me there to die. Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) And why is that? Because I failed my mission. How can I ever show my face again? Where would you be showing your face again? (laughs) You're not going to trick me that easily. It was worth a shot, right? Come on, give me something to work with here. He looks away. Can I roll for bullshit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bullshit is one of my focuses, so let me see. What would I need to roll for that? Well, what are you... Tell me what... Yeah, what are you trying to do next? I'm just kind of trying to sweet talk him, get him to open up a little bit. Okay. All right, so this... I've got I've got a discipline in command, so maybe I can be commanding at him. But I'm also uh, insightful, so... I can maybe see through some of his bullshit using my own bullshit. <laughs> well, I feel like if you want to do it as an insight role to help with your bullshitting, that could yes. be two different roles. So you can kind of uh, do an insight command first okay. and then do a presence command to try to bullshit. All right, let's do an insight command first. All right. And also, Lieutenant Nora, if you like, you can... Try to assist if you can think of a way to assist. Hover maliciously. <laughs> yes. Um, so in, insight command, is that what you said? Yeah, if you, you want to help. Yeah, you can roll insight command too. Yeah. Grace will roll two and Andy will roll one. And then the difficulty for this insight command, um, difficulty one. Okay, I got a 14 and an 18. So I got a success. All right. All right. And the 14 and 18, were those what were those successes or not? The 18 wasn't, I'm guessing. Insane. Yeah, the 14 was a success. Okay. So two successes, bank one momentum. I think you're at max anyway. All right. Yeah. So I'll tell Lieutenant Nora what you see first. You notice that this guy's boots have that same threading, like silver threading, shimmering, um, that seems to almost be like transitioning in and out of some state. You also notice that despite his like rugged look, like the shaved bald head and the bushy beard, uh, he himself, his physical body doesn't look like he cares much about his appearance, but he's wearing some expensive threads. They look expensive. They look almost like technology laced. Also a technology that you don't recognize. So that's what Lieutenant Nora notices. And you can share, decide to share that if you like with Ethrit. But Ethrit, here's what you notice. You have a sense that this is a person who, yes, is standoffish, has his guard up for obvious reasons. You also feel like that whatever fight he's fighting for, he truly did not care to do anything else in his life. Like, he didn't choose this because he's passionate about it. 
He did it because he had not anything else to do in life. Can we step take a step back so he can't hear? Oh, can we change the um it so he can't mm-hmm. hear us? Okay, I'd like to turn off his sound yeah, or whatever. You do that. And uh fill in the commander on what I noticed. Same. Okay. Well, he doesn't want to be here any more than we want him to be here. I concur, commander. Should we uh mime pretty intensely like work him up a little bit, make him think that we're talking about him? Yeah, um, and then we can, you know, maybe make some uh, very obviously violent yeah, uh, gestures. Yeah, now you're talking. Yeah, I'm just going to pull out <laughs> Ushan out of my boot and shake it around a little bit, see how he reacts to that. Can you describe the <laughs> Ushan? I pull out of my, my boot my beloved Ushan. It is an Andorian ice pick used in the Ushan Tour duels from my beloved home planet Vandoria. And it's a, it's a hooked it's a hook. It's an ice pick hook situation. But um, mine's kind of a mess because I've been keeping it, A, in a boot, and B, by my side for many years. So for something that I put a lot of pride into, it really should have been cleaned more than it has been. I kind of wipe it on my pants for a second to give it emphasis, and <laughs> just also because it's, it's looking kind of grungy. <laughs> so I have a focus in persuasion. Mm-hmm. And I also just want to, um, like, comm- the commander and I are going to, like, act out how we're going to hold this dude down and, like, <laughs> really give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but we're not going to look at him. So he's just, like, watching us and getting more and more nervous about what we're going to do to him. He doesn't need to know that we're bound by Starfleet, you know, regulations or whatever. Right. We don't know who he is. He probably doesn't know who we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, so we let's so we turn the sound back on and go, and then we'll really give it to him. Can we talk? Let's have. <laughs> I want to. I want you to do a roll for this. Uh, I want Lieutenant Nora to lead it. So you'll do. You'll roll two d twenties, and it'll okay. be presence, mm, presence security. It's kind of an imida- intimidation roll with your persuasion as the focus, assisted by. Ethrit pulling out that Ushan. So, mm-hmm. Ethrit, you will also roll present security uh, with can one D20. Can we spend momentum? Oh, you yeah, absolutely we can. We got a bunch of momentum. We might as well use it. The difficulty will be pretty high. So, you, yes. Difficulty is three. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, I get two rolls and, I, and I'm using momentum to lower the difficulty. Is nope, that right? No, you can use the momentum to buy a third die. So one momentum would buy oh, you a third okay. die, two momentum would buy you a fourth die, and then three momentum will buy you a fifth die. Okay. Doesn't it go like exponentially up? Oh, the yeah. Number of momentum for extra die? Yeah. So I'm sorry, I said that weird. The first die costs one, the second die costs two more, and then the yes. third one costs three more. Okay. Um, I think we can do it with just one. Yeah. Okay. So you're buying one momentum. So I get three rolls. Lieutenant, yes. Lieutenant Nora will roll three d20s. And okay. first one is a success. Rolls one. Great. So I roll three. one. Yep. Second one is a success. All right. Uh, mine's a failure. Okay. We have one more. And third one is a success. Right. Hey. So I did great. So you all put on this pantomime before you start, turn the sound back on. And you can tell that he's watching you out of the corner of his eye, still refusing to meet your gaze. Um, but it's when you pull out that ice pick... <laughs> and he starts to take notice and he kind yes. of like looks over at you and Ice pick always gets some. You can see a little bit of unease in his eyes. 
And then he tries to cover it up and look away. And then you turn on the sound. And what do you say? And then we really give it to him. And can we talk for a second? I mean, you're a guest on our ship. You don't want to be here. We don't want to be here interviewing you. Let's let's tete-a-tete a tete. You going to use that thing on me? Don't worry about that. Do you need me to? <laughs> I'd rather d- die a quick death. <sighs> That's going to be a problem. All right. What, what do you want to know? Why were you firing on that other ship out there? I... I had to take out the opposition. Opposition to what? I was sent along with some other members of my faction to this location to secure a valuable asset. Tell us about your faction. My faction believes in self-determination. We don't want to be under the foot of any type of organization or government. What about this asset you're talking about? I mean, I'm not seeing a lot out here but space garbage. I'm just a foot soldier. I was sent as a security, we might say. Are more coming? You just see him smile. He doesn't say anything. Oh, there's more coming. Totally oh, more yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. You got a name then, soldier? I can make one up for you if you don't give us one. I'd like to know what name you'd give me. Sparky. <laughs> what? I'll take it. <laughs> okay, Sparky. We're going to get you a special hat made that says Sparky. We're going to call you Sparky. And I'm going to start every sentence I relate to you with... How's it going, Sparky? I'm going to roll to see if this gets to him at all. <laughs> He's calling this dude to his face. <laughs> oh, my God. Andoria is a cold planet, man. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this is... Cold and yet also spicy. Okay. <laughs> He doesn't flinch. Mm. Uh, I'd like to turn the sound off again. Okay. Uh, I think we've really got all we need out of him. You know what I mean? Like, what else do we need to know? He wants something on the planet. Um, They probably found out more from the friendlier lady. Um, Let's just leave him in here to rot um, once we get, you know, his hat out of the (laughs) replicator. I don't know. He's got my interest now. Bald guy with a full beard. He's Ooh, got to shave his beard. <sighs> He'll probably turn it into a toupee. <laughs> I mean... Well, I uh, await your command, Commander. I think I'll I got some more questions list. for this guy. All right, let's give him his hat first. Okay. <laughs> Throw a hat over the top of the divider. <laughs> See how it fits you, Sparky. So you replicate a hat that says Sparky and put it in the brig. Yeah. We probably shouldn't have let Grace and I. <laughs> that's, also your, that's also your no, dinner. I think this is perfect. Um, <laughs> he takes the hat and says, thanks. Now eat it. <laughs> and we'll cut there. <laughs> uh, back to the captain and Talij leaving Medbay. Where are you headed and what's on your minds? So. We're headed back to the bridge, and I want to talk to Talij more, but first I want to uh, use the communicator to touch base with my team that's in the brig and see how they're doing and let them know what we learned. Okay. We're being very professional. I just want you to know that. <laughs> that said, if you see any weird replications coming from a prison holding, just it's fine, okay? Don't, quest- don't question it. It's fine. 
Yes, and I'm also including uh, Commander Vanasha in this channel so that she is also hearing this update. Yeah, yeah so it seems that our guest, uh, Nadia Persov, is from the future and is part of Starfleet Temporal Investigations and uh, that the fellow that you are interrogating is also a time traveler that she says is part of a group called the Strata. We learned exactly the same thing from our prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the important thing is that we know. Oh, snap. (laughs) But the uh, important thing is really, what nickname did you give him? Sparky. He's oh, got that's a cool good. hat now. That's good. We, we, that's good. We called him yeah. Sparky. We um we made a hat. We told him he's gonna have to eat it. Well, you know me. I don't. You know, I'm not inclined to like this woman in our med bay. I don't like taking orders from people unless they're my crew. Um, but I think that I believe her, and uh, I. Do you have any reason that we shouldn't believe her, and that we shouldn't? attempt to uh, see what we can do about securing the temporal entity on the planet. Sparky's a soldier. Sparky doesn't want to be here. I mean, I think at this point we're in a pretty good situation to take your friend's word for it. Captain, I would say that what the information we got from him was not super specific, but it does match up with what you have learned. All right. I would also like us to, um, for uh, Commander Vanasha, can we, since you are on the bridge um, manning all the stations... Um, can you please... How's going, uh, by the way? Uh, we beamed the person off the ship. I would like to finish tractoring the vessel into our shuttle bay. Uh, although it is very funny to imagine Vanasha manning all the stations, you do have other crew on this ship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, not that matter. <laughs> no, they, they're nameless and faceless so far. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes. I'm sure Ensign Ricky is taking care of everything. There you go. You do have an engineer, too. I just, again, thought it was very funny that you were like, well, we don't have an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) You at least have some type of engineering staff, but uh, sorry. Sorry to digress. (laughs) Okay, so I would like us to tractor the uh, triangular shuttle into our shuttle. Okay, that is easily done. No need to roll for that. Okay. 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 All right, Um, let's... uh, meet on the bridge and figure out our next steps um, as soon as you are done with Sparky. While everyone has been gone, can I do some stuff? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I would uh, that classified file that came back. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like yes. to make it not so classified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you trying to hack this? Of course I am. Ooh. All right, Vanasha, let's see. You have a computer's specialty. You also have cybersecurity focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely going to come into play here. It is going to be... Did you use all the momentum? Yeah. Okay. Do what you, check need to. you only spent one from what I remember. So you should have five. Yeah, points. fine. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, this is going to be pretty difficult. Difficulty four. Mm. Four, yeah. But you will get an assist from the computer. And you have five momentum. So how would you like to approach this? Oh, and it's going to be... I'm going to say reason security. My reason security is pretty good. For the ship, it'll be computer security. And I've got a focus. Mm-hmm. So that puts a, a crit range on. Great. Yep. I also, hmm, can I use a talent and an award in the same uh, action? I don't see why not. What, okay, with, cool. Let's start with the talent. Which one would you like to use? Uh, so I have a computer expertise talent. Mm-hmm. 
And what does that do? Which allows yeah. me to, uh, when a task involves programming or study of a computer system, I get an extra D20. Beautiful. Right? Wait, can and you read that in programming or what? Or study of a computer system. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll say that applies because you'll need to study the encryption to learn how to break it. So, yeah. And then um, from a previous or really other campaign, I have a Star Cross Award on this character. Oh, and what does that do? The Star Cross Award says once permission before attempting a task and applying a focus, the character may choose to double their focus rate. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. And then, so I'm up to three D20s. Okay. And a focus range for reason security of one to eight. All right. Ooh. Great. And I'd like to buy another D20. Uh-huh. So now you'll have And then four. I'm assisted by the ship, right? Mm-hmm. So that's five rolls mm-hmm. for a difficulty three or difficulty four. four. Okay. But I've got a big focus range. I'm going to risk it. Okay. Like this. All right. <laughs> Are you going to roll all five or have... The ship roll one. The ship has to, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't know if you were just adding it to your pool. You know what? You can roll all of them because Talija's not even at that station right now. So you can go ahead and roll all that. So I rolled four successes and a complication. Oh. Mm, I will and bank then, that thread. I'm not going to use it yet, that complication. What is the ship rolling? Oh, the ship rolls computers. Computers security. security? Yeah. Uh, that is not a success. Okay, you didn't need it. You got your four successes. Sick. So, during, yes, during this time that the rest of the senior staff is away, getting information from the two combatants, you manage to decrypt this file. And what you see, I'll let you decide how you react to it, but here's what the file says. The Guardian of Forever is a construct of an unknown ancient alien race, which functions as a time portal, a gateway to the time vortex that allows access to other times, locations, and dimensions. Its location is classified. And you see this file just denoting all the times that it was accessed by Captain Kirk and Spock and the implications of it. And that's what you see in the file. Now, is that indicating that this structure is similar to the Guardian of Forever, or that it is the Guardian of Forever? This structure in the file definitely is the Guardian Forever. Do you mean... The structure on the planet, that like when I cross-referenced it, brought up this file. Yes. This is the Guardian of every other Wednesday. <laughs> Just every other okay. Wednesday. <laughs> oh no, yeah. the engineer team coming on Tuesday! What do we do? <laughs> so yes, it, it is cross-referencing back to this same structure and this location that you are at the undisclosed location they gave you uh, matches up with what you find deeper in this encrypted file awesome I have no one to tell (laughs) (laughs) no one else is here (laughs) we're in our in the turbo lift on the way back to the bridge and uh, I need to say uh, to Lieutenant Commander Talij uh, that Okay, so I'm, I'm processing this. Um, I know I seemed a little annoyed, but also this is legitimately the coolest thing to happen to us on this entire mission. So um, I just need to know that you're going to be honest from, from here on in uh, now that we know that you're from the future. Absolutely, Captain. It was just imperative to the mission that I was assigned and the Temporal Prime Directive that I didn't interfere before this revealed itself. 
if it was going to reveal itself at all. But I will tell you this, we absolutely positively must relocate this structure deep into the expanse. Otherwise, this can continue to happen from the future or from the past. Time is tricky that way. Okay. And also, I would just like to know, do I ever master the oboe? I'm sorry, Captain, but certain things are just out of my rank. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Um, all right, then. Uh, let's uh, walk onto the bridge and uh, ask Commander Vanessa for a report, and presumably the other folks are not far behind me. Walk in and go, you would not believe the day we've had. Yep, so you all reconvene back on the bridge and catch each other up on everything that has happened. What is the next step? What do you all do next? I feel like I want to have another couple of words with our uh, prisoner now that we actually have something we can hold over him. Maybe we can get more information. I'm, I'm also curious to know if Talij has any additional information or experience with this Guardian of Forever. Question. When we came all back and we were all sharing information, do we do the rest of us know that Talij is a temporal agent or does just the captain know and they're keeping it between them? Um, in the turbo lift, I was going to ask Lieutenant Commander Talij whether you're comfortable with the rest of the senior staff knowing that at this point. Honestly, at this point, it's crucial to the mission, so they have to know. Yeah, I think that uh, we need to trust each other here. So, yes, I we've shared that as well. So in this rewind... Um, as everyone enters the bridge, I'd like to, when when they do, looking around and seeing the junior officers on the bridge, I'd like to suggest that we move to the conference room to discuss what we've all learned. Agreed. Right. It's been so long since we actually had to have a conference. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of arts and crafts projects spread all out over the table. Um, it was it Captain really... Ball Day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you all are seated around the table in the conference room. Okay, just to be clear, though, Lieutenant Commander, you're, like, all lied out to us. It's, like, smooth sailing from here on it, right? Yes, technically it wasn't a lie. If we're being, you know, technical, I was following orders. Thank you. Is there anything else we need to know that you've been not lying about to us? I would schedule maintenance on the sonic showers on Thursday. That's really really all I can say. Please don't pressure me further. I will not be able to divulge anymore. Thank you. (laughs) Lieutenant Commander, do you have a sense of how long we have? It sounded like um, this strata may be sending other ships this way. Do you have a sense of how long we have to complete this mission with the Guardian of Forever? The strata is formidable in their in their numbers but they are not as organized as they could be considering how long they've been a threat to the timeline so i'm sure somewhere in their upper ranks the decision is being made to send back up but those folks bicker quite a bit and might not send anybody straight away but we don't know what type of time interference may expedite that journey for them in any capacity. All I know is that it's better to err on the side of caution and move quickly rather than dawdle. Commander Manasha, did you study the Guardian of Forever in your temporal theory classes at the Academy? No, this was classified until about five minutes ago, Captain. Oh, right. So we're all (laughs) hearing about it for the first time? Okay. Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of facts flying at us. Let's be real. Does that Um, mean that we're like reading through 
the file of what happened when Kirk and Spock met the Guardian of Forever and just going, wow, can you believe that? <laughs> Do you think it's plausible that we could relocate this structure, Commander? Me, Commander? I, yes, Commander I'm, Vanasha. I'm a scientist, not an engineer. <laughs> oh, snap. I knew it was coming from somebody, somewhere, somehow. I knew it was getting in yes. there. <laughs> or maybe I should say not an architect. <laughs> We're not going to rip the time stream if we try to move it or something. Based on what I've read, the Guardian is sentient. So it would make the most sense to me if we ask it. Okay. That's a good point. We go down there, we ask the Guardian what it wants. Okay. We, sh- we should ask the Guardian to move, is what we should do. If we can't move the structure ourselves without its consent, um, we need to get it to consent to moving. Or if it can recommend a contractor in the area to move it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very well. Life's short. Let's go. <laughs> can, I have, can I have one last word with Sparky before we head down? Yes. Go for it. So, the strata are after the Guardian of Forever. I don't know what that means. Not a very good liar, Sparky. I'm not lying. I don't, I've never heard that before. You don't, you don't know what your own team is called? No, I've heard of the strata. That other thing you said, I don't know what it is. You call it- What'd they tell you then? There's an asset, a valuable asset down on that planet that I was supposed to secure. All they told you was asset? Yeah. They don't respect you very much. No, no they don't. What were you supposed to do? Just go down there and like pick up the first thing you found? Or did they like give you a- Bag for rocks? I was supposed to clear the way and make sure no one would stop what's coming next. Clear the way from what? What's to clear? Other ships. Your ship. That other one I almost took out and then you intervened. Are they expecting more or what? There's always. There's always more. They never stop coming no matter what we try to stop them. They always send more. And so we always send more. Okay, Lieutenant, make a note that we have to watch out for more. Yes, Commander. I was, was being sarcastic, but, but but we better take a note just in case. I'm definitely getting, like, Dogberry vibes from you two. <laughs> I'm great. We're the comic relief. <laughs> well, Sparky, it's been real, but um, I think your, uh, your mission is officially screwed. Sounds like it. I feel like we've, uh, we've kind of got to know each other here. I feel like you trust me at least a little. He looks at you confused. <laughs> like... You're wearing the hat, aren't you? My head was cold. <laughs> sure it was. Sure it was, Sparky. He then like steps, he stands up and he comes to the edge of the barrier. And he says, look, Strata has no use for me anymore. I'm a liability. I've been caught by enemies. What are you going to do with me? Just, just give it to me straight. That's entirely up to you, Sparky. I don't know what's, you want to just drop me off somewhere? I mean, we can't really drop you off in the future. Oh. Unless you tell us how to get there, that that would be great. That would be really handy information to have. I told you, I'm just a foot soldier. I definitely don't know how to time travel. Other people do that for me. Our ships do that for us. Look, we can put in a good word with our captain, but that's all we can promise you until the mission is okay. over. I mean, if it helps, I do have some engineering skills. Whoa! Sparky! I mean, when you called me Sparky, I didn't mind because, like, I used to tinker with tools and things, so. Sparky, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I gotta say, the hat looks great on you. You get, like, a little smile out of Sparky, and (laughs) we cut from this scene. There it is! uh, To the next, which I believe is going down to the planetoid, right? 
Yeah. Okay. You have a nameless, faceless security officer at the helm, and the five of you beam down, I'm guessing? Yeah. I don't like transporters, but for the sake mm-hmm. of expediency, we can beam down, yes. Mm-hmm. Count backwards from, from 20, okay? So let me know when we're going to energize, and I'll just start <laughs> counting. It's going to be gonna be fine wait i'm sorry who's going down like all of us i mean we're the main characters so yeah <laughs> you tell me though yeah yes. i mean if uh lieutenant ricky is lieutenant ricky, uh, that's right. in charge yeah. i forgot the name and <laughs> and uh lieutenant mertz is coming down with us <laughs> and uh ricky please let us know if anything happens up here we uh i assume there's no ion storms or something anything so we can beam people back up if urgently if something yes, happens. Yes, sir, Captain Sir, I will make sure to do that. There better not be a lot of explaining to do when we get back. I hope not. <laughs> Honestly, I hope not. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so, Lieutenant Ricky has the, has the bridge, has the captain's chair. You all beam down to this rocky planet. Um, can we also take our NPC medic? Oh, absolutely. Actually, let's say that um, Ethel is your, your <laughs> medic. Okay. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that. All yeah. right. I kind of feel like I'm pausing here. I feel like okay. Um, the ops, the chief of operations, should be third in command, right? So if both the captain and the for XO are on this away mission, I should probably stay behind because I know what's gonna happen and monitor things from the ship because I know what to look for. You know what's gonna happen, but does that mean you don't want to see what's gonna happen? I don't know what's coming. Okay, fair, mm. fair. I don't know what's coming. I don't know how many people are coming. I don't know what they're bringing with them. I just know that I'm going to be the one that's able, that, that knows what to look for because I've got um, a background in temporal physics and survival. You're also the person with the least experience on this oh, ship. Uh, just remember, we have been told to keep our eyes peeled for more. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's always more coming. So there's a discussion about we have to talk to the Guardian. Hmm. I don't know who is best to do that. We're also dealing with a potential temporal incursion. I'm definitely taking the lead on talking to the Guardian. Okay. Talij has experience as a temporal agent and temporal physics. I also have temporal theory. Mm. Okay. So you could keep us together or you could split us up, whichever makes the most sense. I I kind of... When you put it like that, I kind of feel like the two with the most temporal experience should go. So I know I, I kind of backtracked to myself. However, um, and I'm not trying to split us up. I just feel like in order to protect the ship and to protect what's coming, someone, one of the senior staff should be on board. I don't trust the red shirts up there. Right? Am I making too much of this? No. No. Um, but wouldn't it be either the captain or the XO that stays back to run Valid the ship? Point. This is where I will gently, as a game master, tell you, you don't have to keep a senior officer on board. You are absolutely right in Star Trek logic and protocol. You would do that. You probably should do that. But for the sake of the game, I think you all should go down to the planet. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. If your first officer suggests that you stay on board and doesn't go on away missions, ignore him. Yeah, that was just a TNG thing, because Kirk went on away missions, other captains always went on away Like, that was just TNG. True, true, true. true, true. Um, that the captain didn't go on away missions. But you all beam down to this planetoid, and you see this odd-shaped donut 
made of some type of crystalline and stone and perhaps some other alloys and metals that you've never seen before. Um, you try to tricorder them, and uh, again, nothing really registers on your tricorders. Um, but this entity also starts to light up this golden glow around its edges. It's a glow nut. <laughs> it looks delicious. <laughs> and as you approach it, you start to see a shimmering in the center of it. Commander Vanasha, this is, looks the same as what you saw in the file. Yep. What should we expect to see here? A little more high definition, but yeah. <laughs> oh. And how do we communicate with it? Based on what I read, it, you just talk to it. Hello, Guardian. I hear you. Oh, oh. What is it you wish? We have intervened to stop an alien who wished you harm, but there are more coming. We believe that they intend to use you to rewrite history. Fascinating. We came here to see if we can assist with relocating you to another location that they cannot find you. Captain, go ahead and roll Presence Command, and your diplomacy focus absolutely comes into play here. Okay, how does focus work again? It makes my success, or my crit, Uh a bigger range. So since you're rolling Command, five Mm -hmm. or under will be a crit. Okay. Um, And what's the difficulty? Difficulty is two. Okay. I'm going to spend a momentum. All right, I got uh, two successes and a failure. Okay, so the two successes will do it. This booming voice from the donut shape replies, I have waited for this moment, and you have arrived. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were excited to meet you, too. It seems that no matter how many times I've seen it, this moment always happens just like this. Uh-oh. Does that mean that you know what ominous. we're about to say? And with that, I will spend two threat. Two oh more. Oh, no. oh god, oh god, Two more green spots appear. This time, a little oh. bit closer to your ship than is comfortable. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. They start firing on the ship, these two new triangular ships. And Lieutenant Ricky is on it, though. Starts immediately phaser bangs, photon torpedoes, letting them have hell. Um... But in, he really does have rhythm. <laughs> That's him tapping the phaser yeah. arrays. And exactly. Oh man, that guy's the best. I'm I'm glad we we didn't take over that scene <laughs> so <laughs> back down on the planetoid um, the guardian says and I also know although I do not usually take form time for me to let go of this exterior what? and before your eyes shimmering and a flash of light and all you see is a little old white man with a bowler hat oh, boring and a tweed jacket. And he has a suitcase next to him, which he picks up and says, I'm ready to go. Do you want a lift? Yes. I must go with you. Oh, okay. Cool. Let's all beam back up to the ship. Okay. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Ricky, can uh, do you have it under control enough to lower the shields and beam us aboard quickly? I'm, uh, I'm throwing it at Captain. Oh, uh, there. 
and you see both of those ships explode. Oh, God, I was nervous. Okay, great. He is so good. Yeah. Damn. Good security officer. And you get beamed back onto the ship with the Guardian Forever in his little bowler hat and suitcase. And now, what remains is to find out where to put him. So, I'm going to do a little fast forward now, because we're coming towards the end of our session. But I was going to ask if he had a friend to stay with or something. Well, if I may, Talij. Yes? You have some information about why you were sent on this mission to this ship and the information this ship has. They've been surveying the Shackleton Expanse, a place that is remote, not as populated, and not completely charted or surveyed. So you know that one of the reasons why this ship was chosen for this mission is because of their knowledge of remote places. Do you share that with the rest of the crew? It's true, yes. Yes, you all have mapped this area of the Shackleton Expanse better than any ship in the fleet presently. And at this point in time, huh, uh, we should move to a spot that will not only be remote from this point in space, but also could have natural phenomenon that would provide shielding to the Guardian of Forever when we leave. Vanasha, um, do you have any locations matching that type of description in your charts? I think there might be an ice planet that we've surveyed. Mm. Mm. An ice planet, you say? Mm-hmm. Right. Commander Etheret, what did we call that one again? Istopia. planet? Right, right. Istopia, right, right. <laughs> Um, that definitely seems to fit the bill. Let's do it life short. Okay. Make way to Istopia. All right. You set a course and you are arrived, drop out of work, and enter orbit around Istopia. Nadia is still here with you, um, the commander from the future, the temporal officer from the future. And she says, you are absolutely correct. There does need to be natural phenomenon to help shield the guardian I think and she looks at both Talij and Commander Vanasha I think you also should erect some type of protective energy field to to add additional masking for its security otherwise I think in time those strata and other factions from the future will eventually find the guardian agreed captain right let's go ahead if And uh, do you uh, know what kind of energy shielding we can set up that will help perhaps cloak it somewhat so others can't find it? I can help develop it, but I think your science officer should take the lead on developing this technology. We could also utilize components from the ship that we've pulled into. Oh, wait, that's... Yeah, from the ship that we've pulled into the the shuttle bay. See if we can replicate some of that. Yeah, let's analyze the ship, find out its capabilities, and uh, design a form of uh, shielding that uh, is impervious to its sensors. Okay, this is going to be a mass roll for a... Actually, it seems like everyone has contributed to this idea now, so you're all going to (laughs) roll. I have a question. Is no one else concerned that the person from the future wants a person from their past to develop new technology rather than you know have that already and know how it works i mean i was going to destroy when we were done but you know thanks for airing me out in front of everybody great (laughs) (laughs) thanks it's kind of my job but you know it's cool 
So you ask that in fr- is that in character or out of character? That's that's in character. Like it, it is is strange to Vanasha that this future agent, not necessarily Talij. What do you say, Ms. Persov? I understand your concerns. In every other instance of us trying to protect the Guardian of Forever, the Strata is able to infiltrate our systems. We realize that with a bit of randomness, um, I can give you information, but I think it needs to come from you, this technology you develop. It will add a bit more distance between our current technology and your old technology. Is it also just that you don't want to share your new shiny technology future no, stuff I, I with am us? No, I will share it with you. But it needs to be developed by you, by your hand, with your knowledge. So you're saying the strata are not backwards compatible. They're not what? <laughs> <laughs> backwards, not compatible. backwards compatible. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes <laughs> the... That concept hasn't made it to the future. Sometimes <laughs> the best locks are the most ancient locks. Let's put it that way. All right. Yeah, I mean, they'd probably be super confused if they just saw a literal door lock with a keyhole in it. Locks are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Nadia looks at Ethrit very strangely at that statement. (laughs) Do they not have locks anymore? Do they not have bagels and locks in the future? Uh, Oh god, the future sounds awful. The future sounds terrible. Okay, so can't get a good bagel in the shackles. Let's do this roll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's do this roll. I'm actually gonna say, I'm sorry, I I'm gonna take it back. It's not a massive group roll. Commander Vanasha is the lead with assistance, and usually we limit it, the assistance to I think two assisting characters. But I'm gonna let everybody assist. <gasps> Yay! Uh, so the difficulty is four to develop and set up this ancient lock technology to help mask the Guardian of Forever. Difficulty four, and what you roll will depend on how best you contribute to it. So Vanasha, I'm guessing you're probably gonna wanna do reason science because you're sciencing this. I'd also like to use, uh, I guess, quantum mechanics. Oh yeah, that's great, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Captain, if you give a direct order to get this done, you can also roll presence command. Yes, (laughs) let's get this done, people. Time's a-wasting. So are the rest of us just rolling one, or...? Uh, yeah, you all... The rest of you who are assisting all roll one die. With that order, Vanasha, you can use that order as a point of determination and get an auto-crit with that, if you like. That order from the captain. Sure. Do I still roll roll two? Yeah. Well, you would roll two, one. and then, yeah, you would just have one die to the side that's automatically a crit. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Why not? And then, yeah, so the rest of you can tell... Actually, tell me how you might assist with this. I am motivating this group to get it done and do it right. Yeah, absolutely. Presence command for you. Talij, how are you assisting? I am assisting with both temporal physics, one of my focuses, and the temporal prime directive, which is the other one. Amazing. So this sounds to me like reason science. Okie dokie. And I'm rolling one die, right? You're rolling one die, yes. Yeah. And Lieutenant Nora, how are you assisting? I am watching everybody's back. I'm watching the skies Mm -hmm. for other agents to come out of nowhere and attack us at the last possible Absolutely. So yours is daring security. Okay, awesome. And Ethrit, how are you assisting? Well, I'm being daring also. So uh, daring and 
I want to say daring and security also, because that would make the highest possible. Okay. But this is probably... Okay, so daring... Yeah, I would... Uh, yes, that's what you'll roll. Tell me now how, like, in the in the scene, how you're assist- assisting. I am just doing any heavy lifting needed of me. I'm doing whatever is asked without question and doing it with zeal. <laughs> okay. I'm basically just the guy going, yeah, yeah, lift that box. Woo! Yeah, I'm hammering nails onto things that don't necessarily need them. You, I, I just remember, too, you also probably could be checking out that shuttle and seeing any security features it has. That's true. I do have a focus in improvised weapons. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of stripping it for parts also. Okay. But mostly just being over-enthusiastic. All right. So everyone except Vanasha roll 1d20. Vanasha, you have two to roll. You can also buy more if you'd like. Difficulty is four, and you have an auto crit, Vanessa. Uh, in I addition to that, I rolled two successes. Rolled All right, as well. two, and I heard yeah. uh, three. I heard a four. Yeah, yeah, me too. Success. Five. Everybody. So everyone got a success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's six successes. You are way maxed out of momentum, and we are at the end of our session. And so here's what happens: you are Vanessa. You expertly craft the simplest yet most difficult to crack energy shielding technology. And you set it up around this ice planet, Icetopia. And from there, you all have successfully secured, made contact with, and relocated the Guardian of Forever, who will now be secure on this planet until the future. Perhaps some other two people find the Guardian of Forever sitting there reading newspapers on an ice planet. And that's the end of our session. Yay! Yay! Holy cats! Um, can I, can I, so can I just wrap one thing up? Mm-hmm. Can we, can we train Sparky to be our engineer? <gasps> yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. He can't go back. He can't. Can we keep him? We'll feed him and hug him and walk him every day. Yeah, sure. Make sure he has enough hats to eat. <laughs> I just figured that they didn't really didn't appreciate him and treat him well. And so now that he's seen how a real crew acts and takes care of each other, we start to draw him out of his shell and he realizes that he can have a job that he feels proud to have. And so now he's a valued member of the crew. Wonderful. Yes. Chief Sparky. With an even better hat. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for playing this game and bringing your characters to life. And thank you all for listening to this, the 200th episode of Women at Warp, a Star Trek podcast. Yay! Join us on our continuing mission to explore intersectional diversity in infinite combinations. For more from our podcast, visit womenatwarp.com, where you can find us on all of the platforms. Everyone, be well.